Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content. You'll find anywhere. Let's actually start the conversation right there, right? Uh, Auburn is on the precipice, depending upon which recruiting service that you look at. If you look at rivals right now, they're actually ranked number 10, so solid at number 10. But most other services have Auburn just out of the top 10 at number 11. Um, So Auburn has the opportunity right now to be a top 10 class in the first full offseason under coach Hugh Freeze. And the reason why I said I want to start the conversation right there with what Stuart Donald just said is, does this change the expectation and the timetable slash pressure that you're going to see for this staff to get wins next year? Are Auburn fans going to be okay with slow progress if we land a top six recruiting class in this offseason? I will start that with you, Mike. Uh, Yeah, look. I don't know if they will, but they should be. They should be patient. Said, okay, should right? be. Are they, they going? Be patient. Knowing right, yeah, yeah, you've right. been an Auburn because fan for how freshmen. long, Mike G? How long have you been a this fan is, of Auburn sports? Oh, I've been an Auburn analyst here for about three years. I'll tell you this, right? Like the <laughs> the idea here well, in is your analyst is three years lifetime. <laughs> how, yeah, how, look, how likely? Put it on a percent. How likely is it that Auburn <laughs> fans will be okay? with slow building of progress if this class lands within the top I, six? I, I think likely because Hugh Freeze is not going to let you forget it this offseason. Hmm. Just like he did this past season, patience, patience, patience. You know, we got to build, we got to recruit. I, I don't really think that message changes after year one. I think it remains I, the same. I think same. his message will it, remain the same, yes, because he's expecting yeah, yeah, like yeah. a three-year grace period. He's, his first two years yeah. is grace so, in his mind. But We've been hearing it for a year. So the second year, it sets in a little bit that, look, uh, you, this doesn't instantly make you better than the teams that have been recruiting better than you. Uh, listen, I, Q, I'll help you champion this message. Every <laughs> lot, right? You are not going to be instantly better than the teams that have been recruiting better than you for the last three or four years. We never know how good a recruiting class is until about two or three years into that class. Now, the portal has changed the math a little bit, guys. So if you 
have t if you take advantage of the portal, you can find some one-year stop gaps. And I think going into last year, a lot of people thought they were so excited about the portal additions. They thought that those one-year stop, stop gaps were better than what they were. True. Look, man, they weren't. The core of this team that got this team to six wins were the guys that were already here. True. A fact that a lot Maybe. of people still, for whatever reason, gloss over. Yeah. Like, a lot of what allowed you to even be in contention for most of these games were not the star-studded people in. that people thought were going to come in during the offseason and magically, you know, change the trajectory of this team. I'll add that I think that the additions along the offensive line definitely helped solidify. Offensive line play was not a huge issue. No. Uh, if you, if you were ranking right issues, offensive line wouldn't be number one. Oh, it's not at, not at the top of the list. And I, if you talk about things all of our fans love to complain about, it's offensive line, <laughs> right? Yeah, our, our quarterback can't burn you unless the offensive line is top-notch. So the, the idea here is go out, <laughs> fill the gaps on, on offensive line again because, you know, losing Gunnar Britton is going to be tough, mm -hmm. man. He, he played really good this year, I thought, at times. And they really came along as the season went along. But – they should be patient, and I think that they will be patient because that will be the consistent messaging that is passed down. Uh, all through the spring, Hugh Freeze is going to be really real with you about where he feels like they're at. I asked him in one press conference straight up, you know, did you guys have a good week of practice? He said, no, Wednesday and Thursday sucked. <laughs> we didn't look good. Uh, you know, this was after New Mexico State. Yeah. You know, you and I know from talking to Coach Johnny Harris how having a bad practice before game day can translate. Same thing. She told us before the game, Mike, I, we had a good practice. They went out, and they looked like crap in the first half of that game. Now, they, they ended up winning it, but ultimately, we can expect honesty from Hugh Freeze about where the team's at. Look, if he feels some excitement, he'll still try to temper expectations, but he'll tell you if he feels good about the progress. Yeah. So, you know, look, once we get through spring, it'll tell you a lot about where this team projects. Cam Coleman's going to be an early enrollee. Uh, Walker White's going to be an early enrollee. Perry Thompson is not. Not all these kids are going to be here during the spring, so you got to give them time to catch up to the speed and the physicality of the game. Now, uh, if you're asking me if I'm taking bets, I bet you I think Cam Coleman plays from day one. Yes. Yes. Now that he plays from day one, uh, I'm not so sure about the other three, though. And they're going, they're trying to do some work in the portal to make sure that they don't have to throw those guys to the wolves. Now, you, now why why does Cam Coleman play day one? Well, he fits the Hugh Freeze prototypical. This guy, Hugh Freeze says it out loud all the time. Range, catch rating. That's what he loves in an SEC receiver. And Cam Coleman is that. Now, this young man is playing right now in the state championship. Uh, Central just got an interception. They got the ball back. Uh, and, uh, you know, Thompson is like their arch nemesis. I expect him to make some kind of game-changing play today. Him and Dylan Upshaw, who's a junior, who we've also offered, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Remember, Just yeah, in case people don't name, know, Central, uh, Central Phoenix City and Thompson yeah. are right now playing in the 6A state championship for Alabama. Or 5A, right? Is it 5A? 7A. 7A, excuse yeah. me, state championship for the state of Alabama. Camp Coleman, Auburn commit, is playing in that game. Caleb Harris Auburn commit playing in that game on opposing teams. So yeah, yeah. either way, some Auburn commit is going to have bragging rights day one here on campus about who won the state championship, which is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But it just just to wrap up, look, um, I, I think that there is a larger portion of the fan base that will be patient in year two. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. If you want to make the, the schedule is tough for next year, no doubt about it. 
the schedule next year is tougher than the one. They don't have a stretch like they had last year. Yeah, unless unless some teams look very different than what they their trajectory yeah, says, then yes, we're going to have right. no three-game stretch where you're playing the bottom dwellers of the conference. No, it, it should have been a four-game winning streak, right? Uh, um, <laughs> Mississippi State, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State. That should have been four straight wins. They don't have a stretch like that next year. Uh, you don't play LSU, but given that their defense still sucks and they are losing Jaden Daniels, maybe we do wish that <laughs> Auburn had them on the schedule because you pick up Oklahoma. Well, they lost. Now they Gabriel, come to Georgia. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, but you know, yeah, I think they're going to be better shape than LSU. Like the the yeah, they come to Jordan Hare, that will be exciting. You you got to get it together, man. If, if you want to win, I I personally think it's going to be another season where Auburn is fighting for a bowl game. It, right now, that's my feeling. Right now, after the spring, once I hear how Hugh Freeze feels about his team, I've learned to trust what he's saying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of, oh, he's just downplaying it because he doesn't know, man. He was telling us exactly what he thought. So until he says something different, I'm going with this is probably a six or seven win team. There's going to be a surprising win. There's going to be a disappointing loss. And he needs to get to year three, and he needs to find his quarterback of the future. Guys, I can't stress enough. I mean, we talk a lot about quarterback, but you are not winning in this league without dynamic quarterback play unless you put an all-world team around that guy. There are very few examples of that in today's modern-day college football. I think Hugh Freeze is trying to do that. He's trying to give him some cushion in terms of finding himself a quarterback. By going, you know, we'll, re we'll recruit every five-star receiver that ever was <laughs> and try to get him into this program so that my quarterback can have some... Can be a human. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to be superhuman to win football games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, maybe he thinks that's the easier route. Listen, I'm all about it. Get there how you get there. Uh, uh, but ultimately, the, I, I think the patience will be there. The patience will be there because Hugh Freeze will not let you forget. He's going to set reasonable expectations based on what they reasonably do in practice, and then even then maybe undersell it just a tiny bit to make sure that he's not setting his kids up for the criticism that will eventually be coming their way regardless. But, uh, uh, you know, kind of, and I know people hate when we bring them up, but part of, I think part of the reason why Bo received so much criticism while he was here was because of how Gus sold him. That kid's going to win championships. He sold him like he was going to be the savior of Auburn football. And so the first two years when he didn't live up to that, it, I think it, it, it sucked. Instead of saying, hey, listen, I know he did well in the first game, but give us some time. You know, like things, life comes at you fast. I, mean, I think he could have helped him a lot. Hugh Freeze is not making that mistake with his roster. Yeah. He's selling reasonable expectations. So even for these kids that are coming in that are highly heralded, I, I bet you that he tempers his language a lot with these guys and making sure that they have the room uh, to make mistakes without the entirety of the Auburn fan base coming down on them and ruining their mentality. Now, they got to be tough. You want to play at this level, you got to be able to take public criticism. This is part of it. Yeah. Right? Um, with, 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 with high expectations comes a lot of accountability from coaches, from fans, from everybody. Yeah. And it, it sucks. I, you know, oh, you guys remember in 2003 when Ben Obermanu dropped that pass versus Ole Miss when Eli Manning came here and I beat don't us? What, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, man. They, they booed him at church the next day. 
<laughs> it was a big story on campus. They were like, yo, Ben went to church and got booed. And I was like, man, we are dumb. They <laughs> <laughs> booed this man at church. What? Yeah, but that's, you know, and credit to Ben, man, he took that thing in stride. He did. He took it in stride. And so, you know, those guys obviously went undefeated the next year. But, but you need that tough mentality because I'm telling you, when the expectations are high, you know, so are the voices around you. They're loud. High expectations come with loud voices. So Hugh Freeze is trying to bring the expectations down so that the voices are not so loud around his program and they can focus on the task, task at hand. Yeah. I think the fans get it. And if they don't get it, listen, I'm beating it home every week. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I'm going to get your answer to this question, Dustin, on the other side of our break. We got to take a quick break and talk to and let you guys hear from our sponsors. Joining us now is our guy, Dylan hey, Mark from over there at the College Loop. Um, appreciate Dylan for jumping in here. Uh, Dustin, I said when we come back from the break, I was going to give you an opportunity to ask, answer the question. Coach Hugh Freeze and company on the brink of being top 10. Uh, depending upon what recruiting service you're looking at, if you're looking at rivals, they already are in the top 10. Mm. But um, brink of top 10, if they get into the top seven or below, and really top five is really where, you know, um, a lot of people think we may land at this point in time. Is he going to continue to have patience? And what does patience look like if you think that's going to be it? Um, I mean, this is an SEC fan base, so no, it'll probably, people will probably look at it. The second we lose, they're going to use it as a point of reference, right? They're going to say, well, you brought in these guys. These are your guys. We heard all about talent gap. Well, now you brought in the talent. Um, mm -hmm. In reality, it takes time. That's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah, continue. So, but in reality, um, one or two classes is not enough to compete with the Georgias and the Alabamas because – one, you don't have the top-end talent, but two, you don't have the depth. You don't have the layered depth, right? Like, you need to, you need to have a healthy number at every class, senior, junior, sophomore. You need to have more than one quarterback we, to be able to play or otherwise you get FSU. Yeah. We don't have – well, I'm not even <laughs> going to get on that whole thing. Um, we, we don't have a nice balance of, of, of classes. Like, we, we're, we're, we're heavy with freshmen and seniors. We need to fill out – with the juniors and the sophomore. That's another thing. That's another indication of the poor recruiting that's gone on at Auburn for a, a long time. So just getting this roster back to a healthy standpoint is going to take another cycle or two. Um, you can stop gap with, with guys from group of five schools and, and fill in places. And some of them will step up. The Gunner Britons will come in and step up and do a good job. But then the others might not. The Shane Hooks, you know, the Jair Shorters. So it's um, the, the portals kind of hit or miss. You're going to... And then, yeah, you bring in a top five class. Okay. And they're freshmen. DeAndre Carter is going to be a stud, but how many true freshmen step in on the offensive line in the SEC and contribute right away? DeMarcus Riddick going to be a stud, but can he step in as a true freshman right away and contribute every down linebacker in the SEC? It's a tough ask, right? So, um, yeah. And it, will, they, will it raise the expectations? For sure. But like Mike said, the fan base needs to, be, needs to understand you're going to be playing like I kind of look forward to it, really. If we're playing a whole bunch of sophomores and freshmen next year, yeah, we it might be a seven and five, six and six type season. But I think, but yeah. I think that that would bode well for the future, and it would kind of it would kind of excite me. So, and look at the guys that did step in: the Keldrick Fox, the Connor Lewis, the Kay and Lees. You, it's the Jeremiah Cobb, a little bit we got to see him. You've got some pieces there already, but for like death purposes, I mean, we really have to. 
the offensive line to, to compete where we need to compete offensive line and defensive line as well. Um, and then, and then Hugh, like he got the, he got an unlucky draw in the fact that Mississippi, Georgia, and Alabama are like super thin this year at offensive defensive line coming out of the high school ranks. And that rarely happens. Now look at the 25 class, almost all of our commitments outside of a tight end and a safety are at the, are in the trenches, their line of scrimmage players. So it evens, it gets back to normal in that 25, 26 class. And you can already see how we're attacking that, you know, the very heavy, the trenches in those classes. Um, so, yeah, but it's just, it's going to take time. I mean, talk about Florida state that second year, wasn't all that for Mike Norvell either. Um, you cannot ignore recruiting in the offensive line for five years and the defensive line for about three years, the way that Auburn did and expect to compete. And then on top of that, you fail at the skill positions like at receiver. So now you don't have, you don't have the playmakers either. That's a tough ask. It's a tough ask. So it's just going to take Hugh. He's going to need multiple classes. He's got to stack classes because yes, you got to bring in the talent and then the talent's got to develop. So all right. Uh, I listen. Um, I agree with you all. I I just don't know. Uh, you guys are are more optimistic about the fan um, <laughs> ah, patience than I, just I am because I just don't. I've learned to ignore the ones. I don't, I'm, I'm, I, again, really I don't. Guys. I don't agree that it should be that way. I don't think it should be that way. I just don't think that most fans deal in realism. We have a lot of people who were on here thinking, you know, hey man. Besides, like the Imanis of the world, who is just going to always be on ultra book, right? But like, there were people who were legitimately convinced that Auburn was going to win ten games this year, right? And yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if that's realistic, right? You know like, what's you know what's crazy? Could, you know but what's like? Crazy. It's just not. Go ahead. What's crazy is 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 that um, if the passing game had been at normal levels, this definitely could have been an eight or nine win team. I, I mean, we we, yeah. we should have won eight games yeah, this yeah. year the with the talent that we have. Should have. The shock was that the offense somehow statistically did worse at points at, at, in long stretches than they did last year. Um, and I think that if this is where I mean, if you're if you're Payne Thorn, this is like your last chance where you can do it at this level, right? If he expects to play beyond college, right? It, this is this is you're in the SEC. So when you're battle tested in this conference, especially with the defenses that you are going to go up against, uh, you you can we we've seen the jump happen from year one to year two in the system. Look, man, Stetson uh, Bennett had whole games where he didn't throw more than twelve passes in Georgia's first undefeated championship run. The next season, he threw for forty five hundred yards. <laughs> like uh, I, Cam Payton Thorne, if he can make that jump at least back to where he was at Michigan State, which is about twenty six to twenty eight hundred yards on you know close to 400 attempts in the season, you know, uh, 30 attempts a game. I think Auburn is in really good shape. And that's, that's where I like them on the upside of that over 500 number, right? There'll, there'll be like two or three surprises if they can get the offense to that level. If they continue to struggle to move the ball through the air, uh, it just, man, it's, it's going to be, it's going to, it's tough in this league. It is. And you can run into surprises from week to week, or you can run into surprises out of conference like they did with New Mexico State. Just didn't score enough points to beat them. And then the, and then the defense has, like, look, they might take a little bit of a step back next year, depending on what happened. They lose a lot of production on the defensive side of the ball. Make no mistake, man, without that defense, Auburn doesn't make a bowl game. 
they don't make a bowl game, guys. So, uh, you know, this this is one of those things where you have to go out and you, I think, you know, just to wrap it up, but, but like to say what, to, to kind of reinforce what you said, Dustin, the depth that they're trying to build is not just about numbers, it's about experience. And that's why I think next year will be another slow year because you're going to have a lot of guys that will be depth pieces that actually are going to be seeing the field for the very first time next year at the college level. And it's going to take some time for some of them to catch up to the speed of the game. Look, there might be a diamond in the rough in there, a stud in there that from game one, it's like, damn, what a find from freshman year. We've seen it happen at Auburn plenty of times. Cadillac was dynamic as a freshman, right? We've had guys come through and ready. been dynamic he was freshmen. When he was called upon immediately. Yeah, Michael Dyer had a great freshman season. He broke Bo's freshman rushing record. It can happen, uh, but uh, it's not something that you want to count on. So the better you recruit, the more likely that is to happen, and then you can exceed expectations. But I'm prepared for them to use this year to try to build some depth. And, man, with growing comes growing pains. And so just be prepared for it to feel not so great at times, man, you know, along the way. But it doesn't mean that we can't, we're not going to be frustrated when games are lost because of coaching and not talent. And, you know, I mean, I, I think that should always be a thing for fans, right? Hold, hold them accountable when they just didn't get the team prepared or the guys look like they gave lackluster effort or, you know, you know if from game to game, if, if, if guys don't know their assignments, they're not where it's supposed to be. Well, now you're recruiting the guys that you want. Uh, so, you know, if we continue to see the same issues, I think that's where you'll see the fan frustration come in. You can take a step forward in development, and it may not show in the win-loss record column mm -hmm. just yet. Right? For so, sure. it, it, but it can look better. <laughs> because remember, I'm yeah. not the only team trying to get better, man. Like, everybody else is trying to get better, too. Yeah. Um, a good, a yep. good point, uh, real quick, that you made, Mike, when you talk about players getting better uh, as it goes on, young guys. Look at Keldrick Falk. I think he's a perfect example. I think that from, from week one to week 12, I think that you can go through and track his progress. He got significantly better yeah. as the season went on. Connor Lou. Yeah. He, yeah. he was a yeah. kid's a stud. Kid's absolutely yeah, man, stud. I'm telling you, it, it can, uh, there, it's the experience is what builds the depth. And until they get on the field, we're not, they're not going to know. We're not going to know. Uh, so just listen to Hugh, listen to Hugh, what Hugh Free says and take him at his word. Like he has not been deceptive in his, practices uh you know i think that his messaging certainly is something you know feedback he's been given and i know he's working on it could have been better in some areas but ultimately he's just trying to build a winner man and i think that as long as he's open to continuing to learn and grow as a coach because the game is constantly changing auburn will continue to learn and grow along with him. all right i hear you guys all right i want to get dylan involved here in the conversation appreciate you jumping in here a guy dylan lark from the college loop um, we're talking about recruiting class right now. And Dylan, the question I want to pose to you, sir, is where is your confidence level that Auburn is able to pull off the flip here? The one everybody's been talking about, KJ Bolden from uh, Flatulent State University. <laughs> uh, I, I'm weirdly confident because uh, for one thing, I uh, just want to say Mr. Harrison Tarr, crystal balled, uh, KJ Bolden to Auburn, uh, I think before he committed to FSU. But that okay. graphic will have aged beautifully if it were to happen. So, and mm -hmm. that'd be a win in Tars column in terms of graphics that we've posted uh, for his okay. opinions. Uh, but I mean, Hugh looked very happy in that picture he took with KJ Bolden. Uh, that usually means that something something went well. Yeah, he was in the room. He was in the room. <laughs> uh, I 
I think KJ Bolden immediate game changer. I mean, if you go by uh, go by twenty four seven, it go from eleven to five just from KJ Bolden mm-hmm. committing, and Auburn com- co- competed with Alabama and Georgia in year one, only lost by ten combined points. Uh, should have won one of those, maybe two of them, uh, but that that loss to New Mexico State doesn't hurt as bad as people think it did to, to recruits, and it hurt the fans. Oh no. No, yeah, yeah, it hurt. It hurt the fans more than it did recruiting. Like I just no. And I mean KJ Bolden again. I, I, I don't know if he'd start year one, but he definitely would have like a Kyan Lee level aspect to the game. Like he would get in. Uh, and I think he knows that. I think that the, being in the SEC also helps that because the ACC just kind of proved to itself that it is a bottom feeder of the of the four conferences uh, coming up. Which soon. is crazy considering one of those Power Fives uh, programming. It, Power fives is not even going to be in existence next year. Oh yeah, but. Uh, and looking at it like that, I mean, the SEC is going to get going to get a few teams in that twelve team playoff uh, every every single year, three three to four at the at the bare minimum. And seeing that Auburn came in and competed in year one under Hugh Freeze after Hugh Freeze put out a dumpster fire, close to a junkyard fire, uh, even I would say that that puts it very high confidence. Uh, maybe I don't want to say bug level of confidence, but definitely high levels of confidence <laughs> that KJ Bolton would flip from from forgotten about state to to Auburn University. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what happens down the stretch here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, does anybody know whether or not he's set? Is he is he supposed to be an early signing day commit or is he going all the way to national signing day? Does I'm pretty sure he's December twentieth. Okay, so early signing day. We we should have an answer here. Yeah by the end of this month. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if if they're able to pull this off. It will be one of the more amazing coups. Two back-to-back years, they would have flipped an amazing recruit from Florida State. That would be <laughs> very spicy indeed, and I will look forward to laughing a lot about Are, are we allowed to feel bad for Florida State? No. <laughs> No, I need. I need about. I mean, no, wait, wait, hold on. Let me let me retract. You're allowed to. I just won't jump. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, like the, the college football playoff committee just says you're not a person, and we don't <laughs> respect you. And then all their recruits just start saying, uh, "All right, well, I want to go to, I want to go somewhere where they'll recognize my humanity." Yeah, where 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 my where me being on a, an undefeated team actually matters. matters. Yeah. 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 Did you see the quote of Bobby Bowden this morning yeah. around talking I, about I posted why he didn't it. go to the yeah. I posted it yeah, and I put it yeah. in our group chat. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, uh man. I my heart does go out to those kids, I will say this. <laughs> uh, because yeah, I mean I feel I feel bad for the players. For the, the players, yeah. Like, no, yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I welcome any of those players who want to transfer that were a part of that undefeated team. And they want to <laughs> come be a difference maker on an SEC program that actually has a legitimate shot. To get into the college football playoff, then we welcome. Hey, Keon, Jordan, yeah, I, I, Keon, Jordan you got Travis have another year. <laughs> hey, Keon, <laughs> you, Keon, you got another year? <laughs> you got another year of eligibility over there, Keon Coleman? Come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know, who has eligibility or who's hitting. Well, there's a there's quite a few that are hitting the transfer portal from down there. So there's some guys to look out for. Um, as far as it'll be interesting to see what kind of decisions that they decide to make in that regard. Um Let's go to uh, Dustin. Confidence level. KJ mm-hmm. Bolden lands as an Auburn Tiger. Where are you feeling today? Well, I have a whole bunch of FSU uh, tweets 
bookmarked. So I'm really hoping. <laughs> I am hoping that KJ gives me my day of redemption. So, so uh, you're the bookmark guy. Uh, I was wondering who was bookmarking uh, those tweets. Uh, I was like, who bookmarked this? It was Dusty. I keep receipts, bro. I keep receipts. <laughs> Especially from whack-ass Florida State fans. Listen, y'all made this decision, right? Now, look, I think that Florida State deserved to be in the playoff. I think that I, I do think too. that the I championed it before, and it's not even Bama hate. Like I, um, yeah, it has like, nothing. Like, listen, Bama fans, get over yourself. Me feeling like Florida State deserves to be in there has nothing to do with me thinking that Bama didn't. I just think that FSU deserved to be in the spin. You, you guys could have had the fourth spot, and then you could have the conversation whether you're more deserving than Texas. Blah blah blah. That's fine. Florida State should have been in there. Continue. No, Sorry to cut you off. They, they should have been in there, and that's um. I think it's just an overall, like, I think there's just too much emphasis on quarterback. It's why, like, you haven't really heard me putting out who I think should win the Heisman, because I don't care, man. Like, it's, like, the <laughs> game is won in the trenches, and then this whole focus is always on quarterback, quarterback. Well, no, it's important, right? It's I'm not saying that it's not yeah, important, sure. but, like, so you lose so you lose your quarterback, and now all of a sudden the other aspects you use to continue to win games doesn't matter. Like, that that whole that, that whole thing just misses me. Um, but... Mike made reference to the to the quote, y'all had your chance. And they openly yeah. said, and Bobby Bowden, and there are quotes you can go dig up of their AD, their administration. We don't want the smoke is, is the gist of it. We don't want to hop in there and deal with what the SEC has to go on with. So excuse me, when I watch us beat LSU and Alabama and Georgia and all these teams of Tennessee twice in 2004, and we get left out. I kept hearing SEC bias. Where was our SEC bias? Now that's Bama bias, bro. That's Bama bias. You get them. You getting them <laughs> mixed up, okay? Because we didn't get the benefit of the doubt when we went undefeated in the SEC. So it's it's hard for me to feel too bad for Florida State when like you literally made this bed. You said you wanted the easy road. You said it, and now you get easy road problems. So that's on you. As far as KJ Bolden goes, um, I don't like them getting the last visit because Norvell is a really good recruiter and obviously they've done a good job with him because he's committed there. Um, so I'm, I'm literally like, I'm going to ride the fence here. I'm going to say 50, 50 because KJ was, um, this is why like when Florida state fans tried to dunk on me, I bookmarked the tweets the day that he committed. Cause I was like, well, he's been close to committing to Auburn a couple of times. He publicly said I was this close in Hughes office to committing yeah, to Auburn. Did. Like he did it was on uh it was big cat, cat yeah weekend, so right? like uh yeah. i always knew like okay he really likes you we're one of the two schools this is one of those that's gonna go down to the end we'll see what happens i don't like them getting if it was us getting the last visit then i would say yeah Hugh's gonna bring it home um so yeah i'm kind of on the fence on this one but i i will say this i will say this i i think we get one of them uh some of the guys on the fence so you got like a lj mccray uh i get one mm -hmm. of these big fish that they're still out there i do think we get one of them and this class does finish around that top five we're going to finish strong for sure okay yeah i will say this dustin I, my source is telling me auburn is just a little bit better than 50 percent to land kj Bolden. um so there was in his camp there was some feeling about backing off a commitment you know, like he, he, I mean, it's a kid, he feels like his word means something right. to him, right? Yeah. And now he's reconsidering very late in the process. And so, um, the last visit in home visit that you're talking about, right, was kind of like a all right, man, like <laughs> last minute courtesy. Mm -hmm. Let's let's hear it, 
because these guys are coming in hot. And like you said before, he was already very close. It was close. This was close between and all. We've three added big fish since then, Mike. The big people have yeah. jumped on board since then in his class when he was already close. Yeah, game. yeah, and they're yeah. Re- they're recruiting each other. Right. So it, it's it's you know they've got their they've got their work cut out for them. Certainly trying to hold on to him. Uh, but right now, I, I actually do like the Tigers to win this one, man. I I think he Freeze has done a great job. You know, he's put all his energy there, so it's. It's nice to see that the place that you put all your energy is actually yielding results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, but let, let's go uh, quickly back to a point that you made earlier, Dustin, about this, the, the talent gap conversation. Do people allow that conversation to continue next year? Right. Because I don't know. I mean, are, would we have closed the talent gap? Not closed it completely. I'm not saying equal to because you're talking about multiple years. But would you have closed the distance a little bit in this offseason on the gap that exists right there? And let me, let me let me phrase the question a little bit differently because I I asked the question about patience and I'm asking this question about talent gap. And let me be clear. I don't think the expectation for Auburn next season should be championship or bust could Mm -hmm. you potentially work your way into a college football playoff and go compete for a championship possibly i think that that's definitely a possibility considering how good i think the talent is going to be overall on this team next season but i think everybody gets stuck on this championship standard every season it's like man we're not good enough to compete with this team that won a championship this team that's perennially winning championships that is is that the only way that we measure success or progress? I shouldn't say success because yes, that's the bar for success. Is that the only way we should measure progress? Is are we going to be able to win a championship with this team? Because that conversation, I think, is what frustrates me about the Peyton Thorn conversation. Everybody's like, we can't win a championship with Peyton Thorn. Is that the expectation next season? Championship? Yeah. Anyway, I asked like five questions right there, Dustin, but. Um, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, expect, I'll just say my expectations for next year, like I said, is you're probably going to be playing a lot of young guys. I think that as this week has gone on, I'm kind of buying more into the uh, – because I've heard a lot of other people talking about maybe the, the game plan is to just bring back Peyton Thorne and see if the continuity – and because um, I feel like there was – it was pretty clear, right? There was a change in philosophy post the old Miss game. So maybe the thinking is – do what we did post Ole Miss, running more of that up-tempo, original, the Hugh Freeze offense with Peyton Thorne and give him some better weapons. Will it work better? I'm starting to buy more into that because uh, I can't, I would like to, I can't, one of y'all, one of your morning drops uh, was talking about bringing back a quarterback every year. Do you want to get in that cycle, right, where you're constantly trying to plug in a QB every year? Um, so for me, bringing back Peyton Thorne, but you're going to have young pieces around him. You're going to have more weapons. So my expectations would be seven, eight wins. And I just want to see like steady progress. I'm not, I'm not expecting this big Auburn being up there, ready to compete for SEC championships, big time contenders in the playoffs till about year four. Uh, Because like I said, again, these games are won in the trenches in this league and this year or next year, you're still not going to be where the Georgias and the Alabamas are when it comes to the way they've recruited the past five, six years in the trenches. It's just going to take a lot of time to get on that level. I mean, we have been like 
we have been historically bad in the way that we've recruited in those two positions, the offensive and defensive line. It's going to take a lot of time to make up for the neglect that these uh, previous coaching staffs done. So my expectations are just for Hugh to do what he does and continue to bring in talent. And um, I would like to see some of the things cleaned up next year, right? Like the, New, the, the wins like New Mexico State, like the, 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 the gimme's, let's get those. But, um, yeah, I'm on more of like a three- to four-year plan because I know that it's just going to take a whole lot of time. Like, And, and Mike said that we got to start believing Hugh. I didn't believe him all summer that the wide receivers were what he was telling us. I kept thinking, no, 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 there's some guys in there that can make it happen. And then I watched all 12 games, and I was like, not on the outside, there's not. Right. I'll, I'll say, I just want to add this point to what you're saying, Dustin. The attitude internally absolutely is – if we put better pieces around Peyton, we can evaluate who he truly is as a quarterback because they don't they they felt like it was so bad on the other end you could not properly evaluate Peyton Thorne. So they're not saying he's good, but they're all they're saying, hey man, maybe his situation was a little harder to evaluate. Um, but we can absolutely evaluate this other piece. Here's the thing: when you have young guys come into the program, though. He has to make them better as the experienced guy, not the other way around. 100%. Right. Now, 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 hear me out. When it sounded like we were beat down on him, any guy who's got three years starting, and then a kid gets in the game, and you throw a crazy ball, and it gets to him, and he doesn't make the catch, and then people say, he's got to catch that. That shit drives me back. It, it drives me insane. What? No. The most experienced guy is supposed to make the play. If it were a young quarterback and a third-year wide receiver, I would say, yes, he has to make that play for his quarterback. That's what you do. You're the experienced guy. Yeah. So when you bring a guy in with this much starting power five starting experience, yeah, like, listen, I, I fully am expecting him to take a jump in performance from last year to this year as a Fourth year starter at this level. Guys, that's, you don't get, nobody gets four years to start anymore. This is fairly anomalous because you know why? Well, in the era of the, I, in the era of the transfer portal, they absolutely okay, just go so, to another school and, and yeah. con them and they let you start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh boy, that I'm just left uh, Florida uh, uh, Atlantic that came from Nebraska that yeah. we entertained. Like he's on his seventh year now. Like goodness gracious. Casey yeah. Thompson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how it works now. Ooh. It's like, yeah, you start a couple of years at one place and then you go somewhere else and you convince them it was their fault over at the other place. You graduate, you go somewhere it's else and you normal. convince them as the last two teams. Get your, get your you, you know, you know why? Because when you're good, right, when you're good, it, it, I mean, barring, ex, it, you know, extenuating circumstances, most of the guys who are good, they don't get three, four years to get it together because teams have moved on from you by that time. They're just, they, yeah. you know, you know why? Because most, a lot of coaches, unless you're a first year head coach, they don't have three or four years to get it together. So they got to get to the guy who's going to get it done. And that's why I'm like, listen, it is an absolute blessing to be able to start four years at a power five school at this. level. Not a lot of dudes get that chance. More talented guys have not even gotten a shot. So if you're Peyton Thorne, you, brother, you got to pull it together this year, yeah, man. For yourself, for your family, and for your teammates. And lastly, for us, the fans. So, yeah. you know, that, that's all I'm going to say. It, it is an absolute blessing to be able to get four chances to do it at this level. 
man, and, and, and he should be thanking God that Hugh Freeze has the grace to say, let's give it another shot and let's try to put some talent around it. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that, I'm, I'm going to let Dylan jump in here because this, this is the question I have, right, Dylan? Um, with all of the talent that Auburn is putting together around Peyton Thorne, you being the the resident Robbie Ashford uh, Homer apologist <laughs> fan club member. Uh oh, I definitely how much that. how much leash do you think Peyton Thorne should have when the talent level is clearly supposed to be elevated around him? With the transfer portal, like going into this offseason type. No, going into no, the season. Going into the season. Going into the season. Yeah, okay. I'm saying like, it, do you think it's does is it spring? Like, does he need to like clearly be the leader in the clubhouse during the spring? It should is be it, close. Yeah. <laughs> it, is it the fall, right? Or it, does he get a couple of games into the sea? Like, does it? Listen, he clearly was slow out of the starting blocks uh, when he got here last uh, fall, right? Because little, literally every report. There's a lot of people, let me say this, that owe Mike G a big apology for his reports about Holden Gurner being the best guy in camp yep. last uh, fall. Yep. And people were trying to say that he was just trying to crap on Thorne. No, you guys owe him an apology. It was factual. He was ahead of him, and he does have the better arm. Coach Freeza said he had the better arm. Talked about his upside. You guys owe him an apology. But does he get another spring slash fall of it's not looking good in practice or it's, he's not looking to be the best in practice, and he gets to go out there game one. Like, what? What do you think? What situation is going to be around? It? I think he has absolutely no leash whatsoever, I, or not no leash. I think he has a very like tight leash because Hugh Freeze doesn't want to be in that, put in that same situation he was last last off season where he wasn't happy with his quarterback play, so he had to go get whatever was left. You know, whenever you're whenever you're like got the broom and dustpan out and you're sweeping and you can't get that last little bit of like dirt. And you just kind of get stuck with that. That's what Hugh Freeze was recruiting a quarterback in the transfer portal after spring. He doesn't want that again. He has the pick of the litter right now with, you know, Grayson McCall, Cam Ward, and a few other of those guys. And I don't know why you would subject yourself to getting a guy who will never be anything more than above average in some aspects of his game uh, going into this offseason. I mean, I'm expecting two quarterbacks to enter the portal. Uh, one being my boy, Robbie Ashford. Uh, I will be buying whatever jersey he goes to next. Uh, so it'll fit right there next to it. Uh, and Holden Gurner, because I don't think he wants to sit the bench for another year. I, I think that Peyton Thorne's going to have to go into this offseason and to battling it out with whatever transfer portal quarterback comes in. Because I I, I don't think that the talent gap I don't at the wide receiver room, I don't think it was that bad. I just think that they weren't prepared because you went and got a couple of like mid-major guys. You've got the Jair Shorter who, you know, averaged 10 yards a catch last, last season. Granted, he only had one catch. Uh, and you had Shane Hooks who <laughs> some, sometimes he was in it, was sometimes one, he wasn't. It was a good, it was a great catch. <laughs> the, the talent was there, but Peyton Thorne did nothing to enhance the talent that was, that was given to him. Nothing about the passing game was helped by Peyton Thorne's ability to pass the ball. I think if if you freeze if if you freeze wants to go into the season with not a not a like crazy expectation, but a raised expectation of like eight or nine wins, 
I think you don't go into the season starting Peyton Thorne. I think you try to get your great seven calls. I think you try to get your cam awards. I, I think you try to go crazy for one of these transfer portal quarterbacks who are established X factor level quarterbacks that Peyton Thorne was never at Michigan state. Oh, cam Moore doesn't have an sec team on his list. And that tells me a lot about where his head's at. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're running out of eligibility, you're not running to the fire. You, but he's already in the pack. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, where, where are you going to throw for more yards yeah, to, in the yeah. pack? Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure all four of us could go throw for at least 1,500 yards in the pack right now. Oh, yeah. Big 12 is really the, uh, is the only other place that you can land where defense is optional out here yeah, in the sure. game of college uh, football. So, um, and you're really only going to see like two or three good defenses in the, um, in the Big Ten or whatever uh, they're the, going to call their new conference. The Pac-12 had some pretty good defenses last year, I will say. UCLA, Utah, and Oregon. Yeah, like pretty... three. Three of their whatever teams had good defenses. Oregon, uh, Washington, I... and every now and then, uh, oh, Utah. There you go. There you go. There's your good defenses right there. Um, all right, listen, we got more of this conversation because I love uh, talking about all of this speculation stuff.